0: Hey listeners, have you ever wanted to start a podcast, but the idea of figuring out technology and recording has stopped you? Well, that was the case for me too, until I heard about Spotify for podcasters. They make it so easy for this busy mom of three to record, edit, and publish my podcast. And here is the best part. It's free, like really free, no hidden trials or premium memberships, truly free. They have everything you need to make your podcast happen. Try Spotify for podcasters for free today. Welcome to These Days at Home podcast. I am Melissa Johns from the blog HarborHome32.com. I invite you to sit down with me and have a cup of coffee as I share encouragement, relatable life stories, and biblical reflections on These Days at Home. Welcome back to These Days at Home podcast. I said last time that this was going to be a casual podcast and here we are. I am recording in my closet. Wow. My husband and little boy are wrestling and the babies are playing right outside the closet door. I don't have a lot of time to record today and we're going to be potty training my son later this week. So, I had this uh this topic and some stuff written out for this week and so I just wanted to get it out before um it was too late. And so yeah, here we are. If you hear noises or crinkle baby toys in the background, that's what's going on. <laughs> um but I hope you all are enjoying the spring, the beautiful month of May. For those here in the Midwest, spring has finally arrived. All of our perennials are popping up and the grass is so green and already needs to be mowed, which is crazy to me. Um, I did smell the first lawn our neighbor uh mowed their lawn, and I felt smelled the first uh fresh cut grass and it smelled so good. Summer is coming spring is here it's just lovely. I love the this time of year because uh May is my birthday month, and my mom my mom and I have a birthday a day apart from each from each other, so we celebrate all month long we call it our birthday month. So May is just the greatest. Um, I also love this time of year because spring is when we moved into our house for the first time. Um, Every time spring comes around, the memories of moving into our first home just come rushing back to me and I feel a renewed sense of homemaking. I'm all nostalgic. Um, I start dreaming again about the plans we have for our little one acre lot and any projects I want to do around the house. We have these peony bushes, um, in our landscaping around our home that I just love. They smell so good. Um, and they popped up a few months after we moved in and I remember being so in love with them and also so overwhelmed with a sense of thankfulness. Here we were just a first time homeowners. We didn't do anything to get those peony bushes to grow, they were planted by the people who came here before us and they just brought it up one day. I felt like we literally inherited them. I remember being hit with a sense of humility too. We didn't do anything to have such a beautiful home or have these flower bushes. We didn't work hard. Everyone that was here before us did everything. Um, the house was built in 1890, so it's 130 some years old. Um, and here it is now, all of a sudden it's ours. Um, and we didn't do anything to make it what it is today. Uh, just this amazing sense of, um, yeah, humility that we inherited something and we didn't really inherit it. We bought it. We put it in an offer. They accepted, did all the legal agreements, you know, as you buy a house, but to just have all of a sudden have this beautiful home and these painting bushes handed to me, just felt, uh, I felt very humbled. And um, it just reminded me of the gospel. Um, I love thinking about that, this memory, because at the time, it was such a fresh reminder of uh, the gospel to me, and still is. It reminds me so much of the life that we have inherited in Christ. Did you know that we not only have been saved from sin and death through Christ, but we have inherited eternal life and his righteousness? It wasn't, Uh, To ours to claim by any merit of our own. We didn't lay the foundation and personally grow all the gardens, uh, eternal life and perfection. Christ literally accomplished this for us, and he gives it to us as a free gift to all who believe in him. Just like this house and peony bushes, we didn't work for them, but now they're ours. It's really, really incredible. we see the language of inheritance in scripture over and over again. So I'll read a few verses here for you. Um, The first one that comes to mind is Ephesians 1. In him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory in him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it, to the praise of his glory. Now down to verse 18. Having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope that, it, that uh, to which he has called you. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe, according to the working of his great might, that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also the one to come. So we see in these verses in Ephesians that... When we believe in Jesus for salvation, uh, we have an inheritance that is described as glorious. And we are sealed with the Holy Spirit as a guarantee of that inheritance, which is to come. Um, in First Peter 1, through 3-5, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to his great mercy. He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. So we see here even more of a description of what kind of inheritance we are to receive. It's imperishable, undefiled, unfading, and kept in heaven for us. How beautiful is that? And you know, just like this house and those peanut bushes it's an inheritance and something that we we didn't earn. we just get because of um, our affiliation with you know said person. Uh, so for us it's our affiliation um, in Christ, our salvation in Christ. Um, Jesus himself is preparing a place for us he says too in John 141 through4 we hear Christ saying these words, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I not have told? Would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. And you know the way to where I am going. So Jesus himself says that he goes to prepare a place for us. Why? So that we may be with him, that we will never be alone, that we will get to enjoy his perfect, glorious company forever. What a great future and inheritance we have. We have eternal presence with God as our inheritance, something to look forward to. Again, we didn't do it of our own um, our own accord, our own merit. Uh, it's a gracious gift we've been given. Uh, reflecting on these verses and thinking about work as a homemaker uh, it is evidently clear to me that god is the perfect homemaker actually he was the first one god is a god is a homemaker he created the concept and he created our first home he created the world a place for us to live in and a place for us to live with him in genesis 1 1 in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth now the earth was formless and empty darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of god was hovering over the waters then it goes into the creation account which is 7 days day 1 he made light and darkness day 2 sky and earth day 3 land and sea day 4 sun and moon day 5 birds of the air and fish of the sea day 6 animals that walked on the earth and man and woman on day 7 he rested but there in the beginning, there was nothing. God hovered over it and created something out of nothing. Doesn't that sound a little bit like what we do sometimes? <laughs> We're trying to create something out of what feels like chaos, what feels like absolutely nothing. I try to create something good um, in our homes, whether it's organization or developing character in our, in our children or creating a meal from the tidbits that we have in our cupboard Um that's kind of what we do. Um and then gen- in Genesis 2 it says now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east in Eden and there he put the man that he had formed. The Lord God made all kinds of trees grow to grow out of the garden, out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. In the middle of the garden were the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And down to verse 15, the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden Of Eden to work in and take care of it. Do you see what I see there? God made a place, a home for the man that was pleasing to his eye and really had really good food. Sounds like my kind of place. And sounds like something that is a goal for me as a homemaker. Like, just think about it. No matter your style or your kind of budget or um, whatever else, we all desire to live in a place that we find pretty or pleasing to our eyes. And I I'm not tag- I'm talking about decor like aesthetically. Like that is definitely part of it, but uh, also just like tidy and organized. And even if we can't get things tidy and organized because lord knows that's the case, um it still feels good like when it does happen and you feel relaxed, you feel comfortable, you feel like you can breathe uh in a home that is tidy and organized. Uh we See right here in the beginning of creation that that is what the Lord God did. He too loves beauty. He made uh us a beautiful home and food. God was providing food for us from the beginning. Again, does that sound familiar? This is another way i don't I spend a lot of my time is making food. um so God was laying the foundation. He was setting up this concept of home and and a provision for the people that he He made. God made a place of beauty and diversity, pleasures in sights, sounds, tastes, and touches. And when I think about what I'm trying to accomplish in my home and in my role as a homemaker, there are lots of things, but a comfortable and loving, beautiful home filled with good food is a good chunk of that. And it's so cool to see our creator God laying the foundation for us. We desire these things because he first saw to make a home for us we know what home is supposed to feel like because it's in our DNA. We are all made for an eternal home with God, with him, the presence. That's some of the biggest, the biggest thing I'll um, be about a home too. It's just the presence of the people in it. Um, if you've read the Genesis account before, or if you know the story of the way of the world, basically, uh in the next chapter, sin enters the world, and we, as humans, are uh, deceived by Satan and believe the lie that God is not good, he doesn't have the be- our best interests in mind, and because we sinned and have fallen short of the glory of God, we are no longer able to be uh in his presence. Um, I could go into that a lot, but that is why Christ came. That is why he came and is to be, to save us from our sin and death so that we can be in God's presence and will be for eternity. And when you look at the verse in John 14 that I read earlier, um, you can see that he says "Like I am going to prepare a place for you so that where I am, you will be also, um, Another aspect of home is is presence. Literally just the presence with God is um, how Jesus describes it. My little boy who is two and a half and my twin six-month-olds just love being by me and with me, doing whatever I am doing. There is a sense of home and comfort when we are with our parents. And God has, as our Father God is promising that that to us as an, an inheritance, eternal life. I don't know about you, but I can't wait for that. Um, seeing all of this tie together is a really, it really encourages me. It encourages me to continue to create, to make beauty, food, comfort for the people in my home. It's not always easy and uh, because of the fall, because of our um, fallen state. And Lord knows there are plenty of days that things don't just, they just don't get done or, you know, it's just kind of survival mode, but that's not really the point. The point is creating beauty in life is a place uh, in a place for my family to bring, is to bring in the kingdom of light into and push back the kingdom of darkness as a God did in the beginning. God was hovering over the waters in the darkness, and the first thing He says, "Let there be light." Uh, so there's days in my home where it feels like that. it's like everything is going sideways. Everybody's attitude is poor, or my attitude is poor, mainly me. My kids are still young, you know they they of course have their you know attitudes, but it's me and my husband that really set the tone for our home and so when I need to just change that up, I try to create something pretty or make something new and fresh and bring in a candle or a vase of flowers on the table or something that just feels like i'm I'm bringing life into our home pushing back the kingdom of darkness and bringing in the kingdom of light, just like God did in the beginning. I will end with this episode with a quote from a book by Sally Clarkson called The Life-Giving Home. I read this this year, and I I just gobbled this book up. I really love it. Um, but this, her daughter also wrote this with her, and so and this is something that her daughter had written. I'll read it here to you. But my parents understood that the world they made within the walls of our home was not. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to start that over. But my parents understood that the world they made within the walls of our house was not what constituted home. So I grew up in spaces framed by art and color, filled with candlelight, marked by beauty. I grew up within a rhythm of time made sacred by family devotions in the morning and long conversations in the evening. I grew up with a sense of our daily life as a feast and delight, a soup and bread dinner by the fire, Celtic music, lighting, lifting the shadows, and the laughter of my siblings gave me a sense of the blessedness of love, of God's family made tangible in the food and touch and the air of our home. It was a fight for my parents, I know, every day was a battle to bring order to the mess, Peace to stressful situations and beauty to the chaos wrought by four young children. But that's what the reality of incarnation has. It invaded a fallen world. My parents struggled and I watched them. I saw the days when a homemade meal was almost a Herculean task. I saw the evenings when we didn't quite manage to get the house in order. I knew the effort it took for my mom to bring a sparkle once more to the eyes of all those hungry as little people around the dinner table, practically, particularly when sorrow was in her own heart. When someone once asked me just what it was that my parents did that made me believe in God, without even thinking, I said, I think it was French toast on Saturday mornings and coffee and Celtic music and discussions and candlelight in the evenings, because in those moments I tasted and saw the goodness of God in a way I couldn't ignore. What my parents, bless them, knew, what, Elizabeth Goodage understood is that to make a home right in the midst of the fallen world is to craft out a space of flesh, of human flesh and existence in which eternity rises up in time, in which the kingdom comes, in which we may taste and see the goodness of God. So I hope that encourages you guys today, um, wherever you're at, whether you've had a really tough day or a good one, Um, I just hope that you can see just how amazing our creator God is, that he made a home for us. He was the first homemaker, and we can look to him not only as an example, but for help Um, because he loves us and he wants us to bring the kingdom of light into our corners of the world. That's why he created parents and the concept of home. I truly believe that. So I hope you guys have a great week. Oh, you know what? I was going to do a mom move. I really like this concept, a mom move. I may not have one every week, but uh, this one, I do have one this week. So, um, it's summertime or getting warmer and my son needs short sleeve clothes, um, or short sleeve shirts. And I was kind of in a hurry this last week. We're potty training him and we need to, it's going to be you know, kind of warm this next week. So I really quickly needed to find some shirts. I didn't have time to go to Once Upon a Child or uh, anything like that. So what I did is I ordered just a five pack of Hanes white tees from Target. I did the Target pickup order. And my gosh, is that going to be the most perfect thing? I actually think I'm going to try to do that again and get some black ones or maybe some navy blue ones or gray ones, because they're just the simplest shirt. And style wise, I don't have to, you know, they're just so simple. Um, And they're cheap. They were super cheap. I think it was like $10 for five shirts. Um, I can wash them. I can, I can let him get them dirty. If they get so dirty, he can't you know, Benjamin, I can't give him to my next son, Benjamin. That's fine. Um, It's just going to be a really simple way to get some quick clothes and then things that I don't mind getting dirty. And they were super cheap. Um, And if you didn't know, Target has their pickup order, you know, their pickup order option. And now they are so catering to people like me. It's ridiculous. They, through the app, they will when you say, hey, I'm coming to get my order, they will pop up a little window that says, do you want to add a Starbucks order to your pickup? And oh my gosh, every time I say yes, because let me just paint this picture for you. I live 25 miles away from a Target. as the closest one. And so I, when I go, I get you know a good load. And my kids usually fall asleep in the car on the way there. So I get to listen to music and a podcast. And then when I get there, I get all my items dropped into my trunk. I get a Starbucks coffee and then I get to drive home another 25 minutes with all the kids still sleeping. It's the most glorious hour of my week. It really, really is. So if you didn't know that, um, I I would be surprised if you didn't know that Target does that by now, but it is uh, still one of my most favorite things and favorite parts of my week. So anyway, there's a good tip for you. Well, thank you all so much for listening to this. If uh, any of you out there um, have questions for me or want me to hash out things, or I don't know if you want to interact with me in any way, please do send me an email. My email is Alyssa at harborhome32.com, or you can find me on the socials. Um, harborhome32 is my handle. So thank you again so much. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. For daily interactions and more inspiration, find me on the socials at HarborHome32 or my blog, HarborHome32.com. Talk with you next time. Bye.